Hello, everyone. Um, I believe that you can hear me and have been able to hear me for a little while. I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to do two things. Firstly, I'm going to ask a quick poll to ask... Uh, are you a UK lis listener or viewer? Yeah, ask the community. But also there's this Q&A function, which I've never really... Uh, Never really looked at how well it functions. Um, there's a decent number of you in here. Hello, everyone. Um, oh, what, what a day. Um, yeah. Double Gareth. Is it Double Gareth? No, I'm here. It's right. Anyway, double, double audio. What? Where and how? How is it double audio? It shouldn't be. Is it double audio? No. Jack Elliott disagrees. It's not double audio. There's no double audio. Oh, don't scare me about this. Jack, you're scaring me. This is the... It's supposed to be beautiful. I'm here. I'm eating the mic. I'm doing my very best eat the mic situation. Uh, hello, everyone. It's me, Gareth Dennis, uh, host of the Rail Natters series, according to LBC this morning. Um, yeah, it's weird having uh, noted reactionary maniac Nick Ferrari saying, host of the Rail Natters series... I don't know what that is, but it's it's what I'm the host of apparently. Anyway, um, oh, what a what a day, what a day! It's been a day for a variety of reasons, but chief chief among them, uh, of course, because uh, we're looking at there's a last minute change. Uh, Leo sends his apologies for a, a very last minute alteration to the schedule of a, an otherwise live episode. For it, it was going to be a techie one. It will be a techie one. Um, it will indeed be a techie one. Uh, soon. A couple of episodes away, probably. Episode 173, though. This is going to be the Great British Ticket Office closure because, of course, today we've had the formal announcement by government because this is a government announcement, everyone. It's not train operating companies. They're just doing what they've been told. Um, a formal announcement of the fact that the government intends to just close all ticket offices apart from, perhaps... Oh, Jarrett's saying watch my S's. Oh, see, I've got a... Wait, let me go big face. Look, I've got a nice cover that should covering and avoiding any uh, pop any kind of um plosive pop clicks uh there is my s is has that sorry 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 everyone sh sh griffin hmm. anyway um yeah the uh the, 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 it's fine anyway i digress great british ticket office closure everyone's in the live in the chat hello everyone in the chat um it's a solo it's going to be a big face chat chat episode for the most part um of course, we are talking about the the, the, the announcement that we're going to close loads of ticket offices. And it's ridiculous. the only ones they're going to leave open are, are a couple of major stations uh, across the country. But uh, so, so you know, stations about the size of what DFT B stations, some B stations are retaining. Huddersfield, York uh, are a couple of examples up this end of the country. But nothing bigger than that, nothing smaller than that. They're all gone. The, the, the issue being... Um, uh, this is bad for all sorts of reasons. Uh, safety, revenue, and accessibility. These are these are several serious issues that are, um, yeah, just just not 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 good, not good. Uh, and we're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about this in some level of detail. And basically, chuck all your questions, thoughts. Um, eighty-three percent of people watching are um UK folks. So yeah, this is going to be a bit of a UK focused episode. I know that they often are. I know Rail Natter is a UK thing, but we we like to have a bit of an international view of it. And then and and I have some guests lined up with with a bit more international view coming up. But 
This is a bit of a UK episode because the the, the mess of the, that we're in in the UK um, has continued, and it's continuing. The malaise, the the malice, the intention to just run down the railways is going concern. All that good stuff. We're going to cheer ourselves up in no way whatsoever. Um, we're also going to have a look at the COVID stats for the first time in a while, uh, which will be uh, should be quite interesting because we haven't picked up picked up those trends for a while. Um, that's all in tonight's episode. Everyone, welcome to tonight's Rail Natter. the Intercity 225 fades fades away I'm going to have to think about this guy yeah that's right the klaxon's going off um, I have a suspicion and it's a suspicion based on a reasonable historic understanding and an understanding of general revenue and ridership on the railways at the moment that what government have proposed today will result in a greater reduction in railway revenue than anything Beeching ever proposed um, and everything that happened after Beeching so all of the rail, all the reshaping closures and and any closures after that w- w- resulted in less revenue loss, I would guess, than the revenue loss that this ticket this ticket office closure will result in. More on that momentarily, though, because uh, while we have this, oh, by the way, and there's a nice, nice bit of protest in this image. Uh, we should all be protesting. This is like on the streets worthy stuff. This is this is like write angrily to everyone you can possibly write to. Um, Let's start with the the COVID trends, though, shall we? Uh, because this is somewhat. Um, oh, Jarrett Ao is asking, "What is a ticket office exactly?" Jarrett, hold that question. We'll come back to that momentarily after we've done the trends. This is the, the UK public trans, or kind of UK overall travel recovery. Twenty-eight day rolling averages. Um, uh, the top one is cycling. The bottom blue one is rail. The pink one here uh, is bus outside of London, and the red one is the motor car private cars and taxis basically um so here's the trend running up to uh, this, the, where the, the latest data sort of sits which is kind of some way through june which is not bad actually we might have almost up to, to the last week in in june actually i think we've it's fairly recently been updated we've timed this well so where are we at well we know what happened in 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 2020 first of all let's look at the overall trend which is a pretty steady trend of recovery really um for rail you know the blue our blue line and even on the 28 day rolling average you can see here that there is a consistent over 100 percent ridership uh, spike um so uh, yeah christopher fox you're making very good points yeah so hold the question yeah this this the discussion is chaotic we'll we'll um we'll we'll have a proper chat uh, about it momentarily uh uh yes agreed though on, on all these thoughts uh, yeah, lots of people talking about Equality Act. Absolutely. We're, we're going to come to the Equality Act momentarily. So uh, let's zoom in. So we know what happened in 2020. Bad things. We know that the recovery through 2021 was pretty pretty rapid, other than the fact that Omicron appeared at the end of the year. 2022 was sort of steady state, in honesty. You know, we had the removal of measures. We had timetable changes. We had strikes, more strikes, up and down all over the place. And 2023 is about a return to a beleaguered, frankly, return to the norm because ridership is pretty much at, and you can see here that it was kind of just jumping over 100%. And actually, it's now reaching a point where it's, you know, on several, multiple weeks. In fact, even in almost for like 
two, three weeks in, in the hoof over over 100% ridership. Um, it's dropping away again recently, but don't forget these numbers often get updated. So yeah, but the, also remember we're running we're running less than 100% of uh, of pre-COVID uh, timetable. So less than 100% timetable. And we also have of that we're still having you know maybe in some cases what is it 20% cancelled trains on some routes so it's no bloody wonder that ridership is 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 not climbing above that point there is no bloody wonder i'm going to bring my little face in the top corner anyway so the news we're going to go through the news and then we're going to it's just going to be a big face open chat um this is yeah ridership is nearly what it was despite fewer trains exactly kim king jimmy precisely hello peter lovely to see you um yes uh, everything on twitter is causing rage yeah so my um my car on here is a uh, revenue of one in nine ticket sales to be lost because essentially one in nine tickets is bought in a ticket office and whilst that number has kind of gently been reducing the point is that it's still I think the national average is about 12% of tickets are sold. So even just in a pure revenue perspective, it does not make any sense to close ticket offices. That is revenue that more than pays for the ticket offices being open. So let's, for the start, for starters, this is not about money because there is no saving to be made here. Um, this is about more than just the ticket offices. To answer Jarrett's question, ticket office is a, um, is a kiosk with a, person a staffed kiosk in a station where someone can provide information assistance a single source of 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 kind of information particularly for accessibility consistently in feedback from disabled passengers it's that a ticket office means that there is someone that they that that, that passenger usually they're at the front of the you know they're at front of house in the station so they're, they're that, that passenger for example in a wheelchair can know where they're going to be able to speak to someone to understand what the assistance require, you know, what the assistant, uh, what assistance is available at that station. Consistently, the feedback is that platform-based or or concourse or roving um, uh, staff is not what it is not what is needed for um, from the mainline railway. That works on TFL. A lot of people have said, you know, TFL did this. Yeah, it does work on TFL, but that's because TFL has a metro-type system where fares aren't in question there's no complexity of fares also you have to you know tfl has serious accessibility problems so um yeah it's it's it's, it's very interesting anyway uh, yeah do at me when you've got a comment that you want me to read and uh, read out uh, the train hopper a ridership versus number of round trips graph would be helpful for comparison does that data exist um uh, yeah, probably. You could get that breakdown from... Uh, no, I'm not sure that data does exist, actually. I'm not sure round-trip data does exist. Someone else cleverer than me could probably go into that. Um, uh, Ryan Hogg, you're, 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 you're atting me, but I'm missing your comments. Um, like, ticket machines are viable, absolutely, but the point is there's so much more that ticket offices offer, and we'll, we'll kind of get into this. So... Um, as some of you, as some of you have already alluded to the to the uh, Equality Act 2010, nearly every railway ticket office in England set to close. This is worth also saying: this is not Wales, this is not Scotland, this is just England. Uh, nearly every railway ticket office in England set to close with a number of job losses unknown. Well, indeed, uh, this is being led ostensibly led by the Rail Delivery Group, uh, an organisation that I look forward to not existing anymore. Um, 
it says it cannot prejudge the outcome of closure rail station consultation of, of of closure rail station uh, yeah, consultation is a bit of a, ma a messed up uh, subheading here. Basically, the consultations that Transport Focus are leading on, um, which all of you should uh, get involved in and be angry on. Uh, but hopes affected staff will leave or take new jobs. Marvelous, isn't that wonderful? Hopes affected staff will leave or take new jobs. It's a really weird um, line for them to have given anyway. Um, to give an example of what this looks like, uh, LNER have posted a little graphic, um, and uh, yeah, so they're planning to close booking offices at Berwick, Durham, Darlington, Wakefield Westgate, Retford, uh, Newark Northgate, and Grantham. You look at Retford, Retford sells 12% of its tickets at the booking office, at the ticket office. Um, so that's 12% of its income. And I dare say that'll be more than 12% of revenue because those are often two ag fares, which are more expensive than uh, than the, the advanced online purchase tickets. So I'd be interested to know what the revenue is, but I have a sneaking suspicion that'll be more than 12% revenue from Retford. If just like the IRP, uh, no one in government gives a shit about Retford. This is what we can all learn because the IRP literally strips Retford of its current service. So uh, yeah, marvelous. Um, yeah, this is not good for TfL. Johnson, screw over London passengers. You can't buy annual tickets from machines. Yeah, for for sure. Um, so it's saying this is going through the things that you can and cannot do. So it's saying impacted stations, so stations where this, uh, where there'll be uh, closures. Um, yeah, right. So it's saying you can, so impacted stations, it's saying you can do walk-up and advance tickets. You cannot do season tickets. You can do weekly season. You cannot do season replacement. Um, they also do, like, well, yeah, you can see now. So you can't do rovers and rangers. You can't do excesses. Um you can't do buy a rail card, no photo cards, no refunds. You can't get seat reservations and no privs, no staff discount travel. Um, yikes! This is just a massive reduction. Um, so lots of questions. So this, so this is this is LNER, but this is the consultations being put out. It's being fronted. It's being very deliberately and carefully staged to look like a train operator by train operator process. And partly that's because of the weird legal framework that this is happening within. But this is, um, yeah, I know, and Critical Simon makes a good point. Why are they saying you'll be able to buy on the train when the message for decades has been you must buy before you board? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so this is, yeah, this is really, really, really very messy. Um, so... Uh, let's let's have a look. let's let's go, let's go big face and answer some questions because there's 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 quite a few things going around here. Let's let's, let's chat. So uh, the train hopper. Uh, oh, we've we've done that point actually. Sorry. Um, uh, right, I'm going to go right to the top. And uh, so there are a few people. We're going to get to accessibility. But I'm going to just address it smack smack bam straight off. Um, yes, this is. Uh, I have I have uh, I'm fairly confident and and okay, government will find a way of worming their way out of it. But this will be in breach of the Equality Act 2010. Um, stations. Most of the, you know, a lot of the stations here that um, uh, that we're talking about, if they lose the 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 ticket office, they lose the staffing at the station. And don't be on under any illusion that this is a a like for like move like moving those skilled staff, knowledgeable staff, and trained staff and unionized staff out onto the you know the other side of the glass. No, 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 no. This is a way to expand the use of zero hours contract gateline staff 
that level of staffing that are not unionized because they're outsourced and getting them onto the onto the platform to have to sell tickets the skills the knowledge of the staff that are um that are within booking offices the whole point is that you get rid of them because they're unionized and you don't have to pay and therefore you don't have to pay them they don't have you know they're not on the same increments you can start from scratch and pay zero kind of low hour uh, kind of low low contract rates to to a bunch of uh, outsourcing staff. That's the point of this. So, um, from a from an accessibility perspective, those staff are unlikely to have the training uh, uh, required to, to 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 do things like fit ramps. Um, so the expectation therefore will be, oh no, but the on trained staff will be able to fit the ramp, which then is a reduction in provision from existing condition, which is not acceptable in accordance with the Equality Act 2010. Lawyers check this but um so interestingly i put my name to the, my name is among a few of the names on the um association of british commuters letter that went to the uh to um ehrc which is a screwed organization admittedly but you know functionally supposed to get involved here and the orr the orr i'm afraid is a toothless regulator they have nothing they can do they just do exactly what government tells them absolute perfect example of regulatory capture they have written a letter which will be roundly ignored but they have written the letter i've not actually put this in the slides because i had to pull these slides together in a very short space of time there's a letter on twitter you know you can you can go in fact you know what let's let's do this I'm going to get the dang letter. Let's go. Let's get Twitter up and let's go to the Association of British of British Commuters. There we are. Um, oh, we follow each other. That's nice. Hello, everyone in ABC. Uh, yes, the Aura have indeed. There we go. Look, lovely. Fine. Uh, let's just uh, go to small face. This is the Aura letter. Um, so the Aura sent this letter today. Uh, this is from Jackie Russell. Um, I think I've met actually an interview. Anyway, um, so the, yeah, it, this is kind of a, partly in response to prompts from the likes of ABC. But um, uh, station ticket office reforms, da da da. Operators would say publish consultations, yada yada yada. Changes to uh, office opening hours. This is um, yeah. This is considered to be a major change. Operators must publish details of their proposals with passengers invited. This falls under the kind of essentially the hang the, the hang ons from the. Um, the Transport Act, 1962 and 1968, funnily enough. Um, uh, so this is kind of, it's, this is back, literally back to beaching days. Um, so yeah, da, 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 but the important thing is this bit. Accessible travel policy review. All train and station operators must establish and comply, comply with an ATP as a condition of their license, setting out the provision for disabled passengers. Accessible travel policies must meet the detailed requirements set out in our guidance, while these requirements are uh, next next page of the letter particularly relevant to disabled people such as the provision of assistance to travel they can equally be applied more widely and in this context that includes requirements related to ticketing and passenger information the annex extracts those aspects of uh, the uh, atp guidance that are potentially relevant to the ch to changes to station ticket staffing and ticket offices um uh, yeah we're seeking an initial understanding of the areas where we believe that early engagement on changes will be helpful um we do not expect to request uh, or receive revised ATP documentation until there is more certainty over the changes that may be implemented. Um, generally, this is a little bit of a shot across the bow, but I'm afraid I don't believe that there is anything that, that, that ORR can actually do to stop DFT from pushing forwards because cleverly the DFT are the decision maker of last resort under the situation where the private railway actually functions as a private railway. Um, that's obviously not the case. The DFT control everything. So the DFT are the ones who get to pat themselves on the back and say, yes, we approve all this that we've told you to do in the first place. So not a hugely healthy situation. Uh, right. So uh, that was Jarrett's question. Uh, rail focus. Would Merseyrail be affected? 
a good question, actually. So let me just pull up um, Philip Haig. Let me just get Phil. Uh, uh, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. Phil, where are you? Phil at rail. Phil. There he is. Because Phil published the full RDG letter, and I have a suspicion that should have the full. Uh, Philip Haig, very worth, very much worth following. Um, he's been publishing as much information as he's getting access to. Um, I have a hopefully this will list all the train operators where this is happening on. But I have a suspicion that it includes all of the station. I don't know to what extent devolution to Mersey Rail means that Mersey Rail won't do this. But I we can probably find out by going to Mersey Mersey Travel actually Mersey Rail. Let's see what. If Merzurella tweeted today, no. yeah. Merzurella tweeted today, then um, I have a suspicion that the fact they haven't released the a, a consultation thing, you might have escaped it, uh, Chris. Rail focus, you may have uh, you may have escaped it. Uh, Merzurella may not be affected. It is appalling news. Uh, this is against um, EA. DDA is the old nineteen ninety eight thing, is subsumed into the Equality Act uh, twenty ten. But yes. This is is completely in breach of DDA. It's not just about ramp fitting. It's about the presence of someone to provide support. What this really means is for a lot of disabled passengers, they their local station, which, you know, bearing in mind that already, what, like, I mean, is it, it's like one in seven, is it one in seven or maybe one in five stations? I think it's maybe one in seven stations is unstaffed. Um, if that goes up to like, uh, you know, what will it be? It'll be like one in a thousand stations is staffed, or maybe one in five hundred stations is staffed. That's a, that. That essentially means that that disabled people, depending on their 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 their, their disability, uh, won't be able to travel. That just writes them off. They're just just gone, uh, which is absolutely a breach of uh, EA twenty ten. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, Tom is also pointing this out. Okay, is the closure uh, is this closure meaning that the railroads will be in breach of their requirements under the Equality Act 2010? I believe so, but I'm not a lawyer. Um, yes, so let's have a look. Uh, Zandovich putting the accessibility issues to one side. The fact that DFT HMT can consider this without major ticket reforms and full support for just digital sales is crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. So let's go small face again. Um, uh, oh yeah, I, I made this point. This is this is more this is this is a more dramatic moment for the future of the railways than than the release of this report. A more dramatic moment and represents a uh, a bigger threat to the way the service functions and, and will represent a bigger hit to revenue. Uh, the reason I've gone here is because Tom Cairns uh, of um, uh, Real Time Trains fame. Uh, anyway, there's Tom. Shout out to Tom. Hi, Tom. Um, personal opinion time. Today's proposals are not surprising but disappointing. There's far too much leaning on technology advancements within the industry, uh, which the industry, with some exceptions, is generally poor at. The fare system is Byzantine and needs reform before retail can change. This is a slippery slope and will see us move rapidly to a Swedish light system within a few years. Bad news. It's not good, I promise you. Uh, great example earlier. My normal app of choice decided to refuse to work. 400 and uh, 403S uh, under the hood, it seems. That's a nerd reference for online and uh, internet and tech people. Uh, went to ticket office instead. I've seen instances of technology failure in the past, and I've watched passengers get shafted by it. The onus is placed on the passenger to have the right ticket, but the industry doesn't help itself when the technology fails. That friction needs reducing, and there seems to be little evidence of that. Uh, Man in C61 also, you know, Mark Smith also did a, a thread uh, talking about the very thing that's, that, that, that you've raised there, which is, uh, why does it keep jumping up to the top? How bizarre. Um, let me see. Uh, Barry Joseph pointed out the Mercy Travel already have some weird station uh, arrangements. Yeah, 
Uh, Merger will confirm they're not uh, not uh, not affected. Uh, thanks, Peter. Thanks, Chris Jackson as well. Oh, hey, Chris. Lovely to see you here. Um, yeah, so this, this let's see, uh, Fiona Donaldson, railway staff are already demonised and blamed for the downfall of the railways and its level of service. They'll be scapegoated for these closures, absolutely. It'll be like, oh, the, 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 those ruddy unions, they're the ones who've caused this. Um, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, looking forward to the great combination of buy on the train, driver-only operation and automatic gate lines. Yeah, exactly. Good, good luck actually getting anywhere on, on the railway. Hopeless. Um yeah, absolutely. This is this is just so frustrating. Um, there's a there's oh, what, what are we talking about? We're talking yeah. So um, Xander, yeah, you were making the point about um, uh, where where where's your comment? It's run it's run off. Um, it's just gone. Anyway, that's fine. Uh, YouTube being wonderful. Uh, sorry, Chris Jackson's making the point. It's worth pointing out. Germany and Sweden don't have inter inter available ticketing, and operators don't even sell tickets for each other's trains. Significantly less user friendly than the current UK arrangements. That's kind of what um, Tom Cairns is referring to, by the way, everyone. Um, Mark Harper is the worst Secretary of State we've had in our lifetimes. Yes, um, he's he's a nasty piece of work um, with no interest in transport and somehow even worse than chaps. I was in a conversation earlier today, and I was saying that Grayling was, you know, McLaughlin was actually really quite good and understood the deal in terms of how transport, you know, I don't share many of his politics, but he was probably the best that we had in in, in the line. Justin Greening was a bit of a bit meh. McLaughlin was pretty good. Um, Grayling second after that, and they've just got worse since. So, um, you know, Shaps it was it was a calamity, but Harper is actively damaging. So, so seriously problematic. Uh, Tim Davis, I, I, I think there already is a lawsuit because already government was being pushed legally on this because of the uh by by abc and by others um on on accessibility ab about some of the changes to staffing because this was you know the, the unions had already been pointing out that this was on the table um i was trying to make a point and i keep waffling my way around it and i i need to focus to actually say the thing that i i keep dodging uh left right and center um fares reform this is the sort of thing that you could argue as a potential way to to it, it, two factors basically so two things uh yeah sorry tom i'm gonna uh start scribbling uh thing thing number one is um fares reform this is a thing you need to do first fares reform needs to happen first thing number two well actually there's three things i'm gonna put number three over here as well thing number two is um is is level access and i say level access rather than level boarding because that, that means from three s's in access there for no reason um level access means um getting from the street into the train so that's lifts it's it's afa and it's level boarding you cannot do this work without a substantial percentage of the rail network having full level access from street to street to seat oh i like that street to seat let's call it that uh, no let's not street to train level access the third thing is the percentage of tickets in in booking uh kind of booked in the percentage of tickets actually booked in halls needs to drop one in nine is too many that's way too many while it's still at one in nine this isn't something that you would count should countenance so until these three, three things have been sorted so until you do fares reform until you've got level access until you you've reduced the percentage of of, of fares sold in, in ticket offices way way down this is just something that shouldn't be countenanced, let alone being rushed through as a threat to the unions. Uh, because the context is obviously key here. This is all about, this is absolutely all about um, 
how to try and win against the unions because so far they've been losing um mr harper is going to get a surprise at the next election some of the posters i've seen are amazing oh good uh, fingers crossed uh, uh yeah i hope he gets kicked out uh is harper in a safe seat uh i think he is yes um right so uh christopher fox when i worked in disability charities it was hard enough to get organization to comply with the ea 2010 accessibility has gone backwards since 2010 this will make disabled people stay home i have to agree chris it's it's really really not good it's really really not good um uh, keep your eyes on the prize. A tax cut for the wealthy a month before the next election. I may have editorialised that slightly there, Richard. Uh, yes, right. I'm going to press a button on here to see what this does. Start a Q&A. Start Q&A. No. Let's see. If I say go and start Q&A, what does this do? Does this do anything? Oh, questions. Oh, see, I've kind of lost the chat now. I'm trying the, trialling the Q&A thing to see if this works. Uh, I'm going to end the poll now and just get rid of that and hide that. Fine. Uh, I've said go. Does this work? Does this Is this a thing? Tell tell me. Uh, is that questions? Oh, I can go to questions or live chat. Tell me if that's worked. Uh, anyway, uh, fine. Uh, as a population, we lack the IT literacy to manage this. I'm still getting paper tickets in 2023. Uh, what does it do? I don't know what the Q&A thing does. I don't know whether it's going to make it more streamlined and if you send questions to me, I'll see them pop up. Apparently not. Uh, Fiona Dolson makes another very good point. Great welcome to tourists as well. Come come to our ghost town stations and good luck trying to figure it all out. Yeah, yeah. right at the time when Network Rail is trying to create a, sort of a better model station and expand and improve stations um, architecturally, this sort of thing is um, is happening. It's just it's just dismal. Um, I just... I, 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 it's, it's pretty mind-blowing. Right, let's go, Big Face. And, and chuck me your questions. Go, everyone. Chuck me your questions. I'm now Big Face. Um, we can bring things up to Scribble. Uh, Vivek Vile, uh, I'm going to drive home now, uh, so shout abuse at me because I won't be able to defend myself. Uh, okay. Um, Matt Reed, when did YouTube start having all these fancy options? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. Um, Gareth is pointing out that in 2019, the 2019 election, Harper had um, 50, uh, basically 60% of the vote. So it's pretty hefty. Ugh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not happy, Bunny, because it, I mean it's so transparent. Like, don't don't. Firstly, this is government. This is a government decree. It's coming straight from HMT. You know, it's coming from Treasury, abolish the Treasury, etc. So that's the first thing. Um, so this is not really the train operating companies. Train operating companies are just con basically concessions now, anyway. So don't fall for that trick. Uh, next thing not to fall for is the idea that this is a transfer of station uh, of station staff of booking office staff from behind glass to in front of glass. That's not the situation. The situation is those staff, in, the intention is those staff are are um, Thanos. Um, they 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 disappear out of the industry and are not paid. The whole point of this is a is a big cost saving. That's that's what this is all about. Um, Rail focus. What will this mean for Day Ranger Rover tickets? I suspect it means that a lot of them will just be Control A deleted. I, I, I suspect the sales of them will drop away to the point where they can be. Another way to look at this, and it's kind of a good question that leads into this, um, uh, Chris, is is the the fact that um, this is probably being seen as a way to to do rail reform in the way that Treasury want, which is to just get rid of the um, the saving the tickets that represent a saving. So all the clever tickets that allow you to, to, to they're more flexible to the type of travel that you do and provide a bit of a saving. They, those are more difficult to buy unless you're in a ticket office. And therefore, if you're not able to buy them, the number of the tickets being sold will decrease and that'll justify just getting rid of them. These are all the things to keep sharply in mind. Um, B Crossing, do I think this will actually go through given that there is uh, opposition to it? So 
this the timeline for this has been talked about as government is pushing as much of this to happen by Christmas. Obvious reason for that being they want it to happen before the general election. So if they aim for Christmas by May, we'll maybe see a lot of this happening. So what we need to do is absolutely quagmire all of this in responses to consultations. There needs to be a there need there need to be tens of thousands of people, ideally hundreds of thousands of people, responding to consultations aggressively, negatively, um, in individual detail. There was an RMT session just uh, starting at six that, that that goes into some good details. A live stream going out. Uh, I suggest you can go back and watch that on Twitter. Um, this is absolutely a move towards more layoffs. Um, they, yeah, agreed, CE183 for, for sure. Uh, Richard Smith, I love the argument that this simultaneously saves money while putting staff out and having no impact on services available. They're having a laugh. Yeah, it's just a joke. Like the idea that have a building, you're not going to bulldoze the ticket office, which means you have to maintain that building. So you're not changing anything about the... So the only way you're making that saving is by Thanosing the staff. So that means that it's transparent that this is a fa- like get rid of staff situation this is not a oh we're just going to change the way that we use the ticket the, the, the booking office the booking office setup works well it's it's like have the booking office and have roaming staff a reminder to everyone in most parts of the country we need to be seeing more than double the number of passengers using the railways by the middle of the next decade at the latest that's what the tuc have come up with based on their estimates through you know as we went through that episode you know a little while back um this is going to do the opposite. We need to. There is no point closing doors. The way, as as Mark Smith has said, and Mark Smith is is not as radical as I'm about what the the, the shape of the railway should be. He's much more agnostic about um, ownership of the system, but he is very very knowledgeable, and he has said in no uncertain terms that this is the wrong way to be solving the what the government see as the problem, which is the revenue gap. The way to plug the revenue gap is not cutting. Even, you know, Roger uh, Ford has said this, you know, there is nothing left to cut. They're all Any cuts that you do to the rail system now will hit revenue directly. The only way that you can plug the revenue gap is by getting more revenue, by running more trains, by running the trains more reliably, by expanding the system, expanding the offering, improving the quality of the offering, and making it competitive with the other modes. However, um, we have a transport secretary who is actively hostile to rail in a way that Shaps was Shaps was mostly incompetent and thought like act, he was he was a useful idiot for Treasury's hostility. In this case, Harper is a, a vigorous ally of Treasury's hatred of the railways. Harper is a a, a an enemy of the railways. Absolutely, uh, lots of freedom of information requests as well. Tom's saying absolutely right. Uh, yeah, Chris Jackson. Clear indications from some senior insiders that they want as much response as possible during the consultations in order to roll back some of the most egregious proposals. So, yeah, this is a situation... Yeah, Chris, thanks for that. That's, that's very valuable input there. As ever, as everyone you join, Chris, always really glad to have you along. Um, uh, that's a very good point. So, firstly, it's frustrating that those in the industry are not willing to or, or comfortable with speaking out loudly against these things. Um, uh, as an industry, we, sh- we need to really respond vigorously against these proposals this is this it's it, these are not democratic these are not democratic the idea that this is democratic that this is there's only democratic democracy democratic process behind this is is just not correct we have uh, at no point was this in any manifesto at no point has this been voted for by by people this is just being brought through out of nowhere so um so the idea that people if anyone in industry spoke out they'd be going against the, the you know the, the the will of the the electorate is just not 
not applicable. So more people in industry need to speak out loudly about this, particularly those in senior positions. Where is Hendy? Where is Haynes? Where are the you know, Hopwood? Where are these? Where are the leaders in the industry? Horn, lovely David Horn. So much time for David, but needs to speak out about this. You know, there needs to be a pushback. Um, David's very clever at doing pushback, actually, in roundabout ways that tread the line. But I, I, this is so. Anyway. We can support those people. We can support those calls from senior people in the industry to to fight against this by flooding those consultations with responses, thousands, tens of thousands of responses to just make that point that this is wrong. This is the wrong approach. And if nothing else, it slows the process down. Government don't care about what we think. They don't. The current government do not care. They just want Treasury. Just want to obliterate railways. Um, uh, Robin Weston, not sure that staff being in front of glass is a big bonus to me as a customer. My local station has probably about a mile of platform face across all of them. Much harder to find than at a kiosk. Absolutely. You know, what Clapham Junction, how is it useful to not know where the, you know, there's not a, 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 a booking office? <clears throat> Mezzi, public consultation is the greatest way of saying you've made your mind up already. Gareth is asking, uh, do you think the people uh, would support keeping the offices open right now, given the occasionally hostile opinion to rail staff because strikes? Don't forget, public opinion is still very broadly in favour of striking staff. Um, so don't 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 buy too much into the idea that's, that they're, they're, there are occasional people in the public who are angry about striking staff. But for the most part, the, the you know Twitter does not represent those numbers well. Uh, the broader polling shows that the, the public are pretty pretty vigorously supportive of striking staff. So I, I have a suspicion this is just going to anger the general public more. This is going to but the, the idea the, the trouble is that the the Conservative Party are reducing the size of their base, as in their, their voter base, every time they come up with new policies, they're narrowing that voter base. And so their current voter base is basically just people who drive around in a Mercedes who are over the age of 60 um, uh, and under the age of 80. Uh, it's a very narrow band um, uh, who have no interest in railways and who just think railways are a, a heritage feature. Um yeah, yeah. Where will a member of staff store the multiple thousands of pounds taken for an annual season ticket when floor walking? I presume it'll be card only. Um, yeah, Gareth is saying the people I come into in contact more uh, in real life are gammons. I can only apologise, Gareth. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, Starlight is saying mobilise people to use ticket offices more. Uh, absolutely. Um, it's, yeah. The media, of course, is reporting this is modernisation and only the unions are opposed, which is absolute rot. I, I don't know. I, I've not necessarily seen that everywhere. I could, I could, the Beeb's probably swallowed that line, unfortunately, because their online content is just really poor quality at the moment. Their online written content is leaves a lot to be desired. But anyway, yeah, that's it's just not... So, so yeah, um, countering some of that propaganda is really important. Uh, Remy Cardona is saying, um, uh, ticket office is simply shuttered, ticket machine is installed outside, a gate is installed to reach the platform without going through the station building. Yeah, it's pretty depressing. Um, Roscoe is the biggest drain on railway resources of them all. Yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah, interesting. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Um... I wonder if this will lose them more money than it saves. I think it will. I, I think it will. 11% of revenue is 242 million per quarter based on Q1 2023. Yeah, and that's a, that's a lot more than... Um, that's like a lot more than ticket offices cost. <laughs> just, if, you know, we're to believe the propaganda about what they're doing with staffing, of course. Uh, we know. Uh, we now know that... Uh, we now, 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 Richard. We now know that uh, reducing journey times increases demand and revenue. It's just incredible that anyone... Uh, can be in a senior role while denying that, absolutely. Um, ah, yeah, Remy is talking about what they look like in France. Um, 
They're called Pang stations. Point Drey Anon Guerre. My French is dreadful. I'm so sorry, Guerre. Uh, anyway, oh, is, it, is that Jean? Je, oh, Guerre. Sorry. Oh my God, my French pronunciation is awful. Uh, I'll manage station. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, Remy is is then going on. So take off simply shuttered. Ticket machine installed outside gate installed to reach the platform without going through the station building. Yeah, depressing. Oh, we've seen that though. That's happened in the UK. We, we've been through that pain already. Um. Are the ticket offices in the plans for HS2 stations? Oh, good question. I think they probably were, but they were probably like customer interface spaces rather than booking offices. Uh, Deborah Beddo, uh, the thought of trying to find someone to help when you're having mobility issues or are trailing several children is scary. My 87-year-old mum can cope with the internet but prefers to buy at the station. Yeah, most a lot of people do. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt Reed, what about the whole thing about putting passengers first and customer service? That was always bollocks, unfortunately, Matt. Yeah, it's bollocks all around. It was always just a, a, a ploy. The only the only customer in this situation is is Treasury. Um, yeah, go on, chuck me any more questions. Do an at if you've got a question for me. Um, this is what I put in the Q and A. Uh, thoughts on the loss of safe spaces? Will, will uh, this will mean for both staff? And, oh, is the Q and A actually going. So the Q and A has not shown me anything. Uh, go to channel. What's that? Is that a thing? No channels. No, it's not working. Doesn't seem to be. If I go to questions, doesn't seem to. Oh, oh no, they are here. Sorry. Oh, cry. Okay, it has worked. Oh, excellent. Right, I'm gonna work through some of these. Uh, people are asking me a question, and I'm ignoring the questions. Apparently, uh, this is hiding. I don't know why that's hiding. Oh, fine. So, um. Opinion on replacing ticket offices with being able to buy tickets in station bakeries or bookshops as a side business happens here in Germany. Um, I mean, it's an ugly compromise, but again, the, the point is that, that you get rid of the skilled staff. There's no... that That's just like for basic tickets. That doesn't... Those staff are not going to be need to be trained. And frankly, I don't think businesses will accept that as a possibility in the UK. Pineapple Man 3, does this work? Yes. It does. I just wasn't paying attention. I thought I'd get a little flag at the top, but it didn't work. So I'm, I'm just learning how this new Q&A thing works. Okay. Um, David Shepard, should private parties be allowed to take over abandoned ticket offices? <laughs> like with sub-post offices. Um, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, they shouldn't have to. I mean, possibly, yeah. Didn't that happen at, Ke at um, Kenilworth? That didn't, wasn't it a private individual or a third party ran it? What prerequisites do we need before we could, in theory, bring this in? Uh, it's those three. Fair, vigorous fares reform to simplify the fare system. Um, much higher uptake of, of fare revenue. Uh, of Sorry, much higher uptake of, uh, or much lower uptake of or use of ticket offices in terms of the number of fares. But, you know, one in nine ticket sales in booking offices, that's too high to make this sort of decision. And then the other one is you need to have much further advanced the, the uh, level access across the rail system. Um, yeah, having having level boarding and, and also AFA, you know, lifts and things. Um, uh, right, uh, that's thanks, Tom. Um, Bretty four five three. Will Rover Ranger tickets get scrapped? I can see that being the long term intention. Yes, I think they'll just reduce the number of those until they can scrap them. Uh, test question: Favorite dinosaur? Oh, Iguanodon was always a, a good one, I think. Uh, King Jimmy. If trains are cancelled, delayed, who would we ask for alternative routes, alternate routes? And if tickets are covered by other tops, I think the intention is that you'd use uh, the internet, Twitter, which is funny given Twitter is unlikely to exist in a year. I mean, it probably will, but, you know, it's it's a shambles. Rate-limited tweets for um, using, you know, how is a rate-limited tweet going to work for the, the companies that have decided not to pay Musk the brown dollar? Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Uncritical Simon, how will people get alternative route to, to over distance? Yeah, alternate alternate route, alternate ticket type, over distance accesses or staff discounts or other tickets not available at TVMs in future. Won't this risk staff violence? Uh, I don't know about staff violence. It's it's another stressful thing for a smaller pool of staff to deal with. It's another thing that lower skilled staff have to deal with, lower paid staff, zero contract, uh, or outsourced staff, you know, like mighty staff they've got running the gate line um, who will be left to kind of have to, they'll be they'll be sent an online course, uh, you know, an hour and a half online course to learn all the ticket types. I suspect uh, that a lot of the, well, let's, what, what did LNER say, actually? Let me flick back to the LNER statement. Uh, Rovers and Rangers... The only place you can get them is at a customer information center at a station that has a... So you have to travel to the station that does have a booking office um, in order to... So basically, like... So in the case of LNER, if I go back to Smallface, for, for all those all that stuff... So customer information center is what they're calling booking offices, uh, as you can see in the little sub-note here. Um, those are going to be at Edinburgh, Waverley, Peterborough... King's Cross, Newcastle, York. So that's five stations um, spread across the whole network. If you want a rover or anything like that, you have to travel to the big station. And that would be the same for all the train operators. So if you want anything sophisticated, uh, what about staff discount travel? Uh, theoretically, they're going to make that available online, but I don't think they have yet uh, in theory on train, but that means you can't get the, you know, that's... Um, but that's, yeah, not so not good. So, you see what I mean? This is, this is not well thought for. Uh, Tim Davis, if you're the Minister for Transport, what five rail things would I do? Oh, my God, that's a that's a too big a question. Um, Peter, uh, how do you think they'll ensure staffing levels? Currently, ticket officers are regulated and have to be covered, whereas actual station staffing with ticket abilities, hmm. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, uh, quite, Peter. Graham Harrath, is there enough revenue from other sources, parcels, mail, freight, to make up for passenger revenue? No. Um, because we're running a reduced capacity railway more broadly, so less of that as well. Opinions on the loss of safe places for staff and customers. This will lead to yeah, because obviously if you close the booking office, that gives you an opportunity to sell to to sell the station building or at least rent out. No, let's face it, sell the station building to someone else to 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 you know cost to get it, and then that means that you don't have any station building owned by the railway estate. So it's another opportunity. This is absolutely will be what Treasury have seen. It's another opportunity to sell real estate and make short-term cash. Um, absolutely the case. Lots and lots. Um, oh, OBS Studio is getting grumpy. OBS, what are you doing? Uh, hopefully that has not caused an impact for you guys. I've just got. A, oh, in fact, you'll have heard that because that was a critical beat. Oh, sorry, everyone. I should probably put the put that off. Anyway. Um, not sure if this will work. Is there any way to stop the closures apart from striking? Uh, yeah, going into the... Um, uh, definitely going into the... Um, consultations and, and submitting vigorous and, and, and hefty responses. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, lots of... Oh, my God, I've now missed. Uh, Fiona Dawson, 10-year-old me being outraged when someone penned my ticket instead of using the ticket puncher. Um, didn't know she was born. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um... Uh, signals to danger hello signals to danger we need a crossover uh, event to happen at some point soon workforce reform has been circling for some considerable time cynics might say it's been dropped this far into industrial action to try and capitalize on a public the government imagines might be done with striking staff yeah there this is a good important thing the, tr the, the conservative party feed themselves a lot of propaganda because they just listen to their mates in the daily mail the times those and, and they just read the columnists who are angry about striking staff. They don't actually look at the public, uh, or speak to the public, or look at actual polling. 
the public remained bro- pretty broadly supportive of striking staff and therefore broadly supportive of industrial action. They're fed up of it, but their ire is with government, not with staff. And so, um, yes, exactly, Signals to Danger uh, podcast. Um, this is this is an attempt to capitalize on a perceived lack of support for the the the, the, the unions that doesn't that actually isn't the case um peter am i being rude sorry uh when am i being rude uh apologies if i'm being rude uh yes um i i, I can't remember what, when i was rude but very likely uh king jimmy uh I guess the likes of news agents selling tickets works for for the metros, not for buying tickets for the national system. Exactly, you know, you can do it when the, the, the it's just the case that you hand over a, a carnet and that's you know um, easy. Ticket office at Oswestry is run by getting volunteers. If I remember correctly, yeah, there's quite a few places like that, which is ridiculous. And I, uh, you know, alongside we haven't even got angry about the fact that community rail partnerships are having their funding stripped as well. I don't think they should exist. I think they should be fully funded and, and should be. But fine, community rail partnerships. There's some lovely stuff they do. Um, uh, but we shouldn't have volunteers running the railway. It should be paid unionized staff. Um, Chris Jackson, Gaboen was a successful private booking office run by a local school, but I think it fizzled out. And there are Chester the Street, another. Um, Michael Dono, my local station has had its building shut since March 2020, which is a real shame because it was only built in 2012. Uh, annoying, aside from uh, even the ticket office, uh, as there's nowhere warm and dry to wait in. Yeah, Ugh, bloody hell. Um, oh, uh, Gareth is saying you meant and not not Osmond Street. That's okay, Gareth. Good old Osmond Street. Yeah. Um, although, of course, we do uh, mean Gabon. Yeah. Imagine being stuck at a station reaching a Twitter limit. Yeah, exactly. Um, Chester Street uh, used to run the uh, ticket office at uh, Chester. The track used to run the ticket office at Chester Street. A station notable for having lost all bar two of its CPA trains the other day. Yeah, that's because Barry. Um, as an example, I gave recently in an interview that Chester Street. It was a very popular commuting station, but it's obviously on the main line. And if you and, and in order to run more LNER services, then you need to sacrifice that local. And it was getting overcrowded. And the response to the overcrowding was, well, uh, it won't be overcrowded anymore if we just cut the number of trains. What? 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 Anyway, uh, golly, uh, run out of hate hard drive space. Oh, yeah, that might be. It. Yeah, true. Could be. Could be a hard drive space issue. Uh, I need to go in and find some stuff and delete. Yeah, my C drive is pretty full, uh, which is annoying because I put most of my stuff in my solid state other hard drives, and it's kind of irritating. Anyway, um, right. Uh, oh, Simon, say hello, Simon. They made staff uh, online for the staff. Yeah, staff tickets are online for staff, but the system is crap and throttles ticket availability, almost like they don't want staff to travel. Yeah, funny that. The whole thing's a mess. Um, uh, Sebenezer, Mike Lynch, Mick, no, not Mike, Mick, Mick Lynch talked about uh, the issue with uh, maintaining staff levels. This closure needs a Section 17 notice, whereas there's no legal hurdles to jump through should they decide to lower staffing uh, levels layer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Ryan Hogg, Morpeth recently refurbished station, probably about to lose booking office, undoubtedly. Uh, makes clearing space much easier. Yes. Um, good God. Right, uh, let's have a look at the questions again, see if any more questions have been added. Um, uh, I did see NR AirOps tweet this afternoon. Oh, there are a few, actually, um, Tim Baum. Uh, yeah. Anyway, right. Um, uh, let's, let's, any, any other questions? Chuck questions. Uh, let's end the Q&A, because that was actually just a bit confusing. Uh, it worked fine just doing it in the chat, as I normally do it. Uh, yeah, everyone can imagine running out of tweets. I don't know if, uh, yeah, um, have fun downloading something and learning an app with spotty cell service. Yeah, precisely. The train hopper. Yeah. Um, 
signals to danger shout uh chuck me chuck me a dm let's let's make some magic happen um everyone else i think oh it's depressing isn't it it's depressing what a depressing state of affairs let us um go to the towards the end we'll, we'll come back for if, chuck, chuck a few more questions which we can answer at the end but uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna outro this one and then go and weep somewhere um this is available in podcast form on audio only form you can go and listen to it and listen to me getting angry uh this was this was more of a a collective um sort of uh collective therapy session rather than a hugely informative one it's a bit, a bit of an open questioning session of all of us venting our rage and, and and trying to shine some light into a pretty smoke and mirror situation but um hopefully still works in audio only form patreon.com slash gathdennis to support these happening there's going to be quite a few pre-records coming up i've got share parental leave coming up soon so um yeah I, i've got a few interesting little things planned for you all um which is uh, should be fun um Possibly some slightly shorter episodes as well. Uh, I, I might, I've got a longer episode, which I think I'm going to split into three bits, um, but it, it should be fun. So, uh, yeah, actually, uh, arguably more YouTube-friendly content, but, uh, yeah, fine. PayPal don't only subscribe Dennis for, for loose change and abuse. I've not been in there for a while, actually, to see what what abuse people have been shouting at me. Oh, that's something I'll need to do. Um, GarethDennis.co.uk slash merch for the merchandise that exists. That's bizarre that it exists. Suggestions always welcome in the Discord. GarethDennis.co.uk slash Discord, which is where this chat continues ad infinitum. Um, uh, yes. Oh, as another side note. Oh, right. Let's, let's do that in a minute. Uh, next week, Emily Turner is joining us. Hooray! Uh, Emily Turner is joining us to talk about how to make railway fandom a bit more inclusive. Um, this is an important thing. It's an important subject that's close to both of our hearts. We had a really lovely chat. There's a pre-record uh, next week. We love the chat. Um, and I'm looking forward to sharing that chat with you all. Um, oh, there we go. So let's get my unhappy face. Oh, what's going on in desk desk cam? Nothing. Just just my hand here. There, look, my hand, um, a packet of cheese savouries, uh, some bourbon biscuits and some 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 that my work laptop which is where I spent most of today, uh, and um, a guide to personal track safety, which was going to be what I would use in, in tonight's original episode, but I'm going to use that. Oh, and also, uh, these are quite nice. Just ordered these. Uh, look, some... Uh, uh, this is nice, isn't it? You're, no, focus, focus, focus. I wish I could press a button to refocus. There. Anyway, there you are. You're safe. There's a nice little gay pride shop with a little, little uh, kind of progress colours on, on a little badge, which is nice. I like that. Anyway, David Tennant was wearing some over the weekend, and I thought that's that's nice. Um, uh, anyway, uh, people want a bourbon biscuit. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. There's, uh, well, well, there's also a half-eaten brie and ham sandwich at the other end of the table as well. It's a bit of a mess in here. I, I for all sorts of reasons. Um, life has got a bit on top of me at the moment. Anyway, oh, um, right, Q A. There are a few questions going on here. Let's see. Uh, but but um. Is there a pressure group for keeping ticket offices open? We can join uh, RMT, Association of British Commuters, um, uh, others probably as well, but but RMT and Association of British Commuters are probably the two to to really find out what they're doing, support their campaigning. Acorn probably as well. Acorn will be doing stuff, so look out, look up Acorn. Um, let's see. Signals to danger. Another side note: struggling with the reasoning of closing a booking office and retaining staffing where a station is already single crewed by. A multi-skilled colleague who undertakes all duties. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, will do. Yeah, nice one. Signals to danger. Love what you do. Let's uh, let's let's talk. Let's talk trains at some point. Gareth treats every episode as a therapy session. Keeps everyone keeps us away from family and boats. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, Vivek Vile, we're just going to abandon the disabled who need assistance to buy a ticket. Yes, pretty much. Um, is the Tory party living in the Victorian times? Uh, essentially, yes. Yes, we've got some Emily time. Uh, Matt Reed, do you plan to do any live in-person episodes like I did in York? I do at some point eventually, but I I'm afraid probably a bit of a pause on it for baby reasons for now, because um, the well-being of my wife and, and little one are... Uh, priority at the moment. I don't have a huge amount of time outside of of of, of day job. I, I barely have time to do me natters, which which I do very kindly. My darling wife lets me, um, or not lets me. That sounds like it's permission. It's not the case. Um, I do these, but uh, yeah, time is is quite limited. So um, I will at some point for sure. Um, as 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 the little one gets gets older, it becomes a possibility for sure. Um, right. Yeah, they're lovely badges, aren't they? Um, let's see. Uh, still only 26 likes with 96 watching. Absolutely. Get liking. Hit that like button, everyone. Uh, apparently, it's a good thing. Chris Jackson uh, has the final uh, final word. Uh, the concept of any permitted route is unknown elsewhere and is clearly under threat here. LNAR's single leg pricing has eliminated leads to St. Pancras fares, as an example. Ah, interesting, Chris. There we go. Chris, always a pleasure. At some point, we have to... Chris, you know I have to have a chat at some point and get you on another... Yes, Mini Gareth is, uh, yeah, Travithica is, is, is well, um, very well, in fact. Um, everyone, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to give you a bit of a wave, and it's a bit of a depressing one, but this is the situation. Um, and we just have to get angry. The, the reality is we have to get angry. Anger is our strongest weapon here, which is the anger to keep us awake in the middle of the night while we fill in consultation responses and... I've, I'm in the process of filling out, uh, responding to some, to some transport select committee evidence, uh, pushing that to the TSC. So we'll see what happens with that as well. Maybe they'll invite me back. In any case, I'm going to wave vigorously. Everyone, it has been a pleasure. It's always, it's, it is nice. I, it's not, I feel better now than I did at the start of the episode, having chatted to all you lovely lot. So you all take good care of yourselves and I'll see you. Well, uh, a, a past version of myself will see you uh, for next week's episode. Cheerio, everyone. Cheerio.